Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins and welcome to Life, Death and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium and here we explore life, death, consciousness and what it all means. Today I have Dr. Q on the show and Dr. Q is the founder of the Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute which provides Nadi astrology. Did I pronounce that right? Nadi? Yep. Nadi astrology readings for people around the globe. These readings done on ancient palm leaves provide a projected forecast of one's life and arms the recipient with the means to help push their life in the direction that they ultimately want it to follow. Dr. Q's own life was changed by one of these readings following a near-death experience with a disease that ravaged his heart and lungs in 2013. He has been teaching the Western world about this form of astrology ever since. Welcome, Dr. Q. Hello, and most lovely good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be out there. Thank you so much, uh, Doc, for having me on your show. It's a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much for everybody who has supported the podcast. So there's so many ways you can support the podcast and the work that I'm doing. One, you can spread the word about the podcast. So share the podcast with someone you know, repost my anything on social media. If you are a therapist listening to the podcast and you have a client who you think would benefit, share it with them. This podcast has grown completely organically. I've never done advertising. I've never done anything to boost the podcast. It is all because of you all sharing the podcast. And we are coming up on a million downloads, which is amazing. Other ways that you can support the podcast is through Patreon. So if you would like to become a patron, you can go to Patreon, put in Dr. Amy Robbins. You can find different tiers to support the podcast at the $5, 10 or $20 level or any other denomination. And my $20 supporters do get once quarterly Zoom calls with me. They've been fabulous. For a while, I was doing them for all the supporters, but now I am closing that down to just the $20 a month supporters. I really want to honor those who are really committed to supporting the podcast. So thank you so much. And I just want to point out what a difference this makes for me. The podcast is just supported by me. Uh, I don't have advertisers yet, although I would love some. I don't have sponsors, although that would be great. So right now the, the podcast is supported by you all. And I'm so grateful if you benefit from the podcast, if your life has shifted or changed as a result of the podcast, please help me continue to help you have on these great guests. Also follow me on Instagram, Dr. Amy Robbins. I love hearing from my listeners, trying to do my best to be quick to respond. And lastly, rate, review, and subscribe. That is super important. Um, Podcasts show up in people's algorithms is by other people subscribing and rating and reviews being higher. I also love reading the reviews. So you can rate the podcast, but you can also review the podcast. Thank you all for all of your support, for all of your love, for all of your helping to collectively raise the consciousness of this planet. I am so incredibly grateful. So tell us what is an Indian palm leaf reading? Sure thing. It all comes from the southernmost state of India called Tamil Nadu. My mom's European. She's blonde and blue-eyed. And she's from Austria. My dad's Persian. So I grew up in Iran until 1979. And uh, we're not Muslims. We're Baha'is. My father's family are Baha'is. And in 79, my mom's family are Catholic. So I'm a Catholic Baha'i growing up, who grew up in, in a Muslim country. 
not being Muslim at all. But in 79, the country went nuts. Um, there was a revolution and it turned into a uh, religious dictatorship. So in 79, we had to flee the country because my father's family were prominent Baha'is and that would have meant certain death from my father's execution. He was also very wealthy. So I know how it feels to have servants as I was born with a golden spoon in my mouth. Um, but in 79, things changed dramatically and we had to flee the country. So overnight, we became paupers. Uh, my mom had only two suitcases, that's it, from um, mm. super wealthy to zero. So we fled to Europe um, in 79 and I stayed in Europe during my teenage years in Austria, that is in Vienna. Some of the audience might be mature enough to remember another catastrophe that happened <clears throat> and that was uh, Chernobyl. The, that is, you're telling the, this story, it's like paralleling where we are today, isn't correct. it? The part of USSR where Chernobyl lies in is now called the Ukraine, a country that has been in trouble ever since, I should say. So Chernobyl bursts in um, 87 in April, and uh, that is why I got cancer ultimately. And when you enter a cancer hospital at the age of 16 and you survive, it's rare. It doesn't happen that often. You know, we're talking more than 30 years ago. Uh, chemotherapy, radiation therapy, surgeries, um, the whole nine yards. What type and, of cancer was it? And it's uh, lymph node related. So it's blood related. Really. Okay. So it was an oncology department. Those of you who don't remember, Chernobyl, the nuclear power plant burst. And it is till this date, the biggest nuclear catastrophe on planet Earth. And then the nuclear waste clouds traveled across Central Europe, about a thousand kilometers or so, and dumped their nuclear waste over Central Europe. And Austria is in Central Europe. And so when I was diagnosed with cancer, I was, of course, upset, angry, scared, suicidal, the whole nine yards. And I said, God, why me? I mean, why me? I just survived revolution where I saw people getting shot dead and gunshots and this and that, the other. And now I got cancer. Three years, uh, I survived. And then I said, God, why me? And during those three years, I saw many people die, which is also not an easy thing to observe uh, as a teenager. And I said, God, why did I survive? And some of the poor souls that I shared the room with did not. And that is the beginning of my spiritual journey, where I realized at a very early age that there is more than meets the eye. I'm convinced of it, and today even more so than I was at the time. I've been to shamans in the Amazon a long, long for a long time. I've been to John of God several times in, in Brazil. I've become a Reiki healer. It was very healer. controversial, um, by the way. I just want to say yeah. that, John of yeah, God. Yeah, I don't care about it. I'm a big fan, period. But I don't want to get into that. Um, yeah, no, I just... Uh, I don't. I've done a lot, more than most, I know so. And uh, so I'm very open to anything that's spiritual. I hear it and I do it right away, um, just to experience it, period, mm -hmm. and see mm -hmm. if there is a way to pierce the veil that I know exists. And I'm ever since the time I'm trying to pierce it and just peek a glimpse of, uh, get a glimpse of um, that connects it all, whatever that might be. But of course I have to make money too. And I would have studied possibly medicine, because I'm coming from a physician's family, I should say I'm exposed to it. Um, but after three years uh, in hospital, that cured me for life to ever set foot in the hospital mm. voluntarily ever again. So mm -hmm. I became an academic. And so I turned my passion into a travel business in Washington, D.C., which eventually ended up in Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the fastest growing businesses in, in the U.S. I couldn't believe it myself when they knocked on the door and said, Dr. Q, congratulations. I thought they were joking with us. But no, they came, interviewed us, and I still have the copy of Entrepreneur Magazine in 2007 um, to remind me, wow, not bad, pretty cool. 
Um, so I did all of that. But in the meantime, I did all the spiritual things. And um, in 2012, I met a gal from uh, Hungary. In 2013, when I was visiting her in Budapest, Hungary, and I'm, call- I'm talking to you today, now, this very moment, from Budapest, capital city of Hungary. Those of you who have not been here, please come. It's a beautiful city. It really is. I can highly recommend. Um, it's right at the Danube. So I'm very fortunate uh, to be able to live here. So I've, I was visiting her. When I was here in April of 2013, I did not feel so well. And she's acute. That doesn't look so good. You need to go back to your cancer hospital and have yourself checked. So I said, okay. I hopped on a train and traveled from Budapest to Vienna. When they checked me out, they said, oh my God, Dr. Moy, they said, this doesn't look so good. Uh, you have to stay here. That you're alive, actually. The cardiology said, uh, it's a miracle. You should be dead now. I said, what? I said, yeah, yeah, you're extremely sick and um, you have to stay here now, period. And I was like, wow. And I had planned to fly to Frankfurt three days later. I said, can I do that? He said, sir, I don't think you really understand. You are very, very, very sick. They rushed me into the ICU. I thought to myself, my God, I mean, geez, Louise, how come I have to suffer so much uh, when it comes to sickness? And that is when I connected the dots. Uh, I realized it must have to do with karma because this lifetime, I think I'm a pretty nice guy. I don't, money is not a big driver for me. I, I'm a helper. Everyone calls me, uh, tells me that I have the daddy genes. You know, I'm a, uh, more than happy to help people way beyond my call and duty for free. This doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm a helper. So while I was in the ICU, I thought, oh, okay, this must have to do with karma. So maybe there is something I can do about it. So I told Emish about it when she was visiting me in the ICU. Uh, she said, you know, you should do a palm reading, she said, an Indian palm reading, because I'm a sucker for anything spiritual. One of the questions that I'm being asked uh, when I do these podcasts or give talks is, does everyone have a palm leaf? No, not everyone has a palm leaf, period. Mm-hmm. Only those who become seekers. So I told myself, if I survive, I'm going to go and get a palm reading done because mm-hmm. I learned that you can get your karma cleaned through a reading. Because in this system, you do not need to suffer from the karma that you brought into this life. You can clean it and then be done with it and you won't carry it over into your next life if indeed you need to come back. So I got my palm reading done uh, a year after. So it's eight years ago now that I had my first palm reading done and it blew my mind, I'm telling you. As again, otherwise I wouldn't be here talking with you about this. And in this reading, the reader told me many things. One was, and by the way, as a by sentence, you're going to bring this to the West. Of course, I thought he's joking with me because I'm not Indian. In case you have noticed, I'm a white guy. I'm not an Indian. I, I like yoga. I like spicy food. I meditate for, I don't know, 20, 30 years, but I'm not Indian, period. I just got the reading done because I was curious and I wanted to get healing. So when the reader told me, oh, by the way, you're going to bring this to the West, I thought, yeah, whatever. And I was just uh, uh, trying to be kind, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that um, for me to do something about palm readings. Then, of course, I shared my experience because I'm an enthusiastic human being with my friends and family. And so a lot of friends and family wanted to get a reading done too. Of course they did. And I said, okay, 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 because I'm a giver, I'm a helper. Let's organize a trip to India. I'm going to you know, put a flight, you know, this and that, the other. And then I realized nobody will ever go to India, period. 95% of Western people will never go to India for whatever reason. It's too hot, too spicy food, too mm-hmm. dirty, too poor, too whatever. They will not go. To 5%, it's like a magnet. They want to live there, move there. They're like uh, enchanted with the whole country, but the vast majority is not. So when I realized that actually no one will ever go. So I thought to myself, okay, how can I help? So we um, contacted the reader and said, can we do this online on Skype? He said, sure, let's try it. 
So I was then in the readings in the beginning because I realized most of my friends and family don't understand the Indian accent called Hinglish, even though they speak English. So I was sitting in every uh, bloody reading, retranslating into understandable English to my friends and family. And uh, then doing that, I realized even though phonetically they might understand now what I'm saying or retranslating to them, but not necessarily intellectually or spiritually. So I then simplified the reading to them and explained their reading in my terms. And that's when they got it. Um, and that is how our role in our institute evolved as a moderator. So in our institute, we have three people that help every single seeker. And I'll explain what seeker means. That is the reader who only speaks Tamil. We got the interpreter who interprets Tamil to English or rather Hinglish. And these two are in my office, my brick and mortar office in the state of Tamil Nadu. That's the southernmost state. And then we have a third person that's called the moderator, Western person, because the reading is done online. So it doesn't really matter where the seeker lives. We've got the readings for Australians, Kiwis, you know, South Africans, all over the US, Canada, all over Europe, you name it. We've had, I don't know, people from maybe already 100 countries or so that had a reading done uh, through our institute. And the moderator sits wherever they're sitting, but it's done online. So the moderator's job is to hold the seeker's hand from the beginning till the end, retransit if necessary, because I train each one of these moderators myself so they know what they need to say to help the seeker throughout the whole process. Okie wow. dokie. So now we've reached uh, the point where we can talk about the reading itself. About... 3,000 years ago, legend has it, because there is no written book about this, it is said that so-called Maharishis, great sages, meditated primarily, but not only, to Lord Shiva, who is the main god in Hinduism, to get the power of foresight and connect with the Akashic records, mm -hmm. download the information for the individual, Amy, in your case. For example, uh, so they connected to the Akashic Records, got the information, and then telepathically, if you wish, um, dictated those messages to their disciples who then wrote those messages on dried palm, on, on palm leaves. I call what we do Indian palm leaf reading because when I started to bring it to the West, I realized no one knows what this is, period. So this, this person would meditate on the Akashic Records, bring in the Akashic Records, and years ago, write, yes. write so for broad, each person? These are Maharishis. Maharishis means great sage. We have 18 main Maharishis, so there are 18 pictures on this uh, poster, 18. Mm -hmm. There were hundreds possibly of Maharishis doing so, but these 18 are deemed to be the main Maharishis of which Agastya is the most important. Gotcha. He's like a generalist. Okay. Okay. So if you get a reading, then most likely first time reading will be his uh, book, so to speak. All of that happened two to 3000 years ago. So they utilized what they had uh, in abundance. And that, uh, that is uh, palm trees, what they did is they cut down these gigantic leaves of, their, of the palm trees and then cut those leaves into roughly, because it's not standardized, 10 inches long and about an inch or so wide mm -hmm. chunks, you know, leaves. 
And then when the leaves were fresh, they used a, a sharp tool to etch the information onto that fresh, juicy leaf. When the leaf dried up, the information came through. So that means they didn't even use ink or anything similar to wow. that 2,000 years ago. And so I brought a bundle with me. Those of you who watch this on YouTube, this is a Booker bundle. So every single leaf in this book or bundle, which would be referred to, for example, a book of Agastya, remember that's the main mm -hmm. guy, mm -hmm. or any of the other 18. In this one book or bundle, you will have several, a maximum of 108 individual dried palm leaves. So they put leaves of similar souls into mm -hmm. one bundle or book. So I'm mm -hmm. opening this up now for you so you mm -hmm. get to see. Mm -hmm. These are individual leaves, and each leaf here represents one soul. They, in order to protect these individual leaves, they used wood, again, from a palm tree, you know, in the old days, the cover, you know, the bottom of the cover, and then they tied it up, and that is how you can preserve brittle, Palm leaves, how cool is that? And then they put these bundles or books into little archives. Wow. To then be found. It's literally like the library of Akashic Records in writing. Correct. Yes. For huh. the individual. Right. Only for right. you. Okay. Right. That's important too. So it's not general knowledge. It is knowledge specifically and only for Amy or Robin, or Sherry, and so forth, right? So these are now stored in archives across, for the most part, the state of Tamil Nadu. It's usually a back room or hole in a wall where they just put these bundles. And we have God knows how many of these little archives. A little archive would have two, three, four, five hundred, maybe a couple thousand if it's a bigger one, but that's it. So 95% of these bundles are being safeguarded by families who have had them in their possession for generations. Mm. And they safeguard them as their treasure because that's how they make a living as reader dynasties. So usually the knowledge is passed down from great-grandfather to grandfather to father to son and so forth. There are bigger archives that are run by the state of India or the state, because India is kind of like the U.S. or federal states too, and Tamil Nadu is one of the states, not California's. So it's either municipal run, uh, federally run, or state run uh, university or university archives. They have some of them too. I've been to, I guess, almost every big one that there possibly is. But how many real ones we have, like the small ones, 95% are small ones. God knows, thousands, I presume, because there are hundreds of thousands of these bundles. But in India, nobody calls it Indian palm feeding. It's something that's uh, very much done today too on a daily basis in the southernmost part of India. Uh, and they call it Nadi reading or Nadi astrology or Nadi Shastra, mm -hmm. among other names. So Nadi, that's very important for me to share with you too. Nadi has several meanings. Nadi means seeker. Remember I started to talk about seeker. Mm -hmm. So Nadi means seeker. That's the person who seeks the information written on a palm leaf. Nadi also means leaf, like the information, the, the space that captures the information or contains the information for the seeker. It also means pulse, you know, human pulse, for example. It is to some degree a sub-branch of Vedic astrology. Vedic astrology is Indian astrology, Hindu astrology, and it's one of the three big systems that we use um, when it comes to astrology. 
The big difference between, in our case, Vedic or Indian astrology and Western astrology is Indian astrology is moon-based. Western astrology is sun-based. So a reader, who is a reader? A reader is a person who usually has to study, if it's a real reader, I should say, because there's a lot of fake stuff going on in, your, in India too. They study five to seven years. It's a long, long time to become a reader uh, for many reasons, because these leaves, 3,000 years ago when they were written, they're written in an ancient language that doesn't exist anymore, in ancient Tamil, known as Granta. A modern Tamil person cannot read, write, or understand ancient Tamil. Kind of like a, a modern Greek person does not need, is, does not understand or read or write ancient Greek. That's one thing he needs to study. Then he has to study all of Vedic astrology. So he's a fully-fledged Vedic astrologist. He needs to study all of the five elements and what's related to them. He needs to know all of numerology, uh, gemology, Ayurvedic principles, because uh, in the leaf, there are Ayurvedic um, suggestions about your diet. Uh, so now that you know, these leaves are written in ancient Tamil, known as Granta. It's written not in prose, like a novel. It's written in, um, as a poem, sing song. Just the way the reader sings it to you has already healing effects. Because of the vibrations of the sound. The vibration is yeah. correct. So he needs to know all of these to be then able to convert symbols, poems, syllabic language into something meaningful that we would understand today. So that's the reader uh, and it's quintessential. Now let's talk about how can you find a leaf for, uh, for yourself? It's I don't even need to process. ask questions. You know everything that I had on my mind. Thank you. Have Thank you done you. this before? <laughs> no, it's the very first time. I just you know, I'm, I'm being divinely guided. Um, so it's a three-step process, and our institute does it the exact same way as if you were in India. So what you need to do in order to find one of these bundles and then get a matching and find the leaf and then have it read to you is three steps. Search for the bundle. This is a bundle. Matching of the leaf within the bundle and then having it read to you once the leaf has been matched to you. Search. The only way to start the search is you, in our case, you would upload it onto our system, but you would submit your thumbprint to the reader. Gentlemen, right, ladies, left thumbprint has to do with Hinduism, left mm. and right, and karma. And then all that the reader knows about you, all, that's it. That what makes it very different to a regular astrological reading is your gender and your thumbprint. Once uh -oh, you submit what happens thumbprint, now with all these? non-binary transgender how is that gonna play itself well, out? that might to, be a different uh, conversation for another a different time. conversation but it's possible yes it's not an mm. issue we had that too already too not a problem but we had transsexuals as well it's not an issue it can be done mm. the reader will then look at your thumbprint and identify your thumbprint category name there are 108 different thumbprint category names 108 is a holy number in, in hinduism and then he goes on a search to find a bundle that hopefully contains your individual palm leaf. And it's a physical act because there is no computer involved at all. There's no registry. The reader goes by gut feel. So what he would do is he would check his own little library, but he would know it by heart whether he has a bundle that matches your thumbprint name or not. He would check his neighbors and then the one that's further away. And then he would hop on his bicycle, literally, and go to you know down the road. And if he can find a bundle that matches your thumbprint name, he would hop on his moped, mm. and if that doesn't help, he would go on a, a public bus to the next town. And if that doesn't work, he would call, today he would call an agent on his cell phone, say, agent, 
in your hometown, three hours away from here, can you tell me if the library of, you know, my friends, blah, blah, uh, has a bundle that can, that matches this thumbprint name? Does anybody and, ever not have a bundle? Yes, of course. And then they bring it back to the office if he finds a bundle. So that's the search part. And then when a bundle, or usually it's two or three that they find, and then it itself is a divine act because we're talking thousands, tens of thousands of bundles that have your thumbprint category name. Why they choose this one over another one that in itself is God knows what it is. It's a divine act. It brings it to the office and then you would come to the office. In our case, we would do it on Zoom. The matching and the reading are done in one session. Mm -hmm. Matching and reading takes about three hours, three to four hours, give or take. So he opens up the bundle and then he goes through each leaf step by step by reading out statements to you that catches his, his eye as being the most important statement on that leaf. You are married. Is it correct or incorrect? If you are now married, today's point of view, when you have the reading done, then you say yes. If you're not married, you say no. If you say yes, he stays on the leaf. If you say no, that's not your leaf, you will flip to the next leaf. Mm. And then he would say, you have two children. If you do have two children, you say yes. If you don't have two children, you say no, that's not your leaf. But as long as you say yes, he stays on the leaf and goes deeper and deeper and deeper until all of your answers to the statements are correct. Yes, 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 yes. And then boom, out of nowhere, he starts blurting out, your name is Amy. Your mother's name is blah. Your father's name is blah. Your date of birth is. Your time of birth is. You're born on this weekday. Oh your my partner's Lord. name is. You, you have two kids. I don't know how many kids you have, but I'm just saying you've got two kids, uh, one daughter, one son. You've got uh, four siblings, um, three, three sisters, one brother. Is it correct? Yes. And then you get a heart attack because you're like, oh my God, how can it be that a person who has no clue who I am knows all these things because it's written on belief and that's called matching and it's naughty which means the exact moment in time when you're supposed to get your reading done i can again tap into does everyone have a leaf or not no not everyone does so what happens you might tell me you're going to get to this but what happens if i mean i'm assuming it can predict major things that happen in your life career path yeah. family yes. relationships we'll talk about that too we will Fam, um, death. All of it. The reader gives you a possible and likely trajectory of your life from the moment you get the reading until you die. So embrace it as like a gift today. Mm -hmm. So you can change mm -hmm. it. Again, you've got free will and choice. If you don't change it, well, then you're like, whatever, I don't care. Well, then well, don't. it's just like if it were to happen to you. It's Correct. what you do with what happens to you in Correct. the same way, right? Correct. Like, do I choose Correct. if I'm diagnosed Correct. with lung cancer Correct. to continue smoking or do I try yeah. to shift things? Correct. Very true. Yes. Mm -hmm. The best part of the reading, that would be the puja part. Puja is your remedies for each challenge and obstacle identified in your reading. There is a remedy and that's called the mm -hmm. puja. Puja literally translated means prayer ceremony, meaning a mantra dedicated to a God or goddess in Hinduism, not a religious act, but again, you're going to look at this through historical glasses. So in Hinduism, unlike all the religions that I know, there is no written book. There is not like a Bible in Hinduism. There isn't. Uh, and each god or goddess represents um, a vehicle to healing 
in one way or another. So each God is here to help you with something. The leaf tells you that moment, yes, that's the good and that's the not so good, but don't worry about the not so good because if you do this, you can help. Is that how you so, cleanse the karma that you were talking about earlier or is that a blocks, different process? In general. No, it's the same. Okay. Uh, any block, any block identified in a reading is healed or at least the energies are shifted and changed through a puja. Okay. It could be a health, a relationship, whatever issue uh, identified because strong negative karma needs special healing your, your awareness and then special mm -hmm. healing to be able to overcome it. You already do good things so you can overcome that. Uh, it's only oh, the good. strong negative karma. Yes. Got that going so you, yeah, correct. That going for, <laughs> for you too, correct. Uh, so the pujas are very important. The most important aspect really of your healing journey after your reading because one more time, the whole purpose of reading is to create a better life trajectory for yourself after, re after reading. Yeah, Do people right? ever get more than one reading yes, or it's okay. So what would be the purpose of that? Because if you know what the trajectory is, yeah. is it to see if you've changed the trajectory or example, yes. so is yeah, there, is there anything we didn't cover here? I mean, I know there's a lot we didn't cover, but we're probably, I feel like going to have a better sense. I'm certainly going to have a better sense of what this looks like after my mind is blown, which could be three weeks from now, could be six months from now, could be two years from now. We don't know, right? Until no, I no, no. my since, since you have, Since you have since you have a conscious thought about having your reading done, I'm 99% sure that you there is a bundle for you. Okay. To me, this is a calling. And I promised my readers, it comes from the heart, really does. Um, I promised my readers, I said, if you stick with me, I promise you, I will have you make enough money so you can support your families. So I heavily overpay them, heavily on purpose, because I want to preserve this um, ancient tradition, mm -hmm. which is a dying tradition. We've lost quite a few readers. Mm -hmm. They go up north for, you know, IT jobs and call centers. And, and so, you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, being a reader was a very esteemed profession, like on the higher level of society. Mm -hmm. Today, hmm. You know, it's not that cool anymore to be a reader. Mm -hmm. So I promise him, look, stick with me. We're going to grow to help seekers to get a reading done without having to travel to India. Um, so we have a money back guarantee. I want to make it simple. If I cannot help you, man, I'm not going to fight with you over 200 bucks. So uh, don't worry about it. Equally as important to me is to help my Indians, mm -hmm. my Indian friends, that are really amazing, um, evolved human beings, way more than I will ever be able to achieve uh, in my lifetime. The, the way they live and breathe, what they do on a daily basis is, is humbling. It's just an amazing uh, journey. Mm. And now that we've grown over the years, finally I can give back even more. So now we're supporting not only one, but two orphanages uh, wow. in India. <clears throat> With every reading that comes in, I'm supporting my Indians, their families, their kids, uh, their wives, and... Uh, daycare center and orphanage also takes care of disabled, mentally disabled uh, adults. Um, so you can wow. see it on our website and our YouTube. So I'm every reading that comes, I give back. Uh, we charge 100 US dollars um, to search for the bundles. So you pay 100 bucks, you submit your thumbprints, and then you got to be patient because it takes a while to find the bundle. It could be one week, it could be two months, I don't know, but on, in, on average, four to eight weeks. Once we find the bundle, the $100 toward the search becomes non-refundable because we found a bundle for you. And then you may choose to have a matching and a reading done on Zoom, which we record. We take pictures of your palm leaf so you can print it out because the original needs, needs to stay in the, in the bundle, obviously. 
and then we send you your pujas, and we send you the uh, the pictures of the gods and goddesses in a PDF format. It's like 10, 12 pages or so. All you got to just follow instructions, and then and then you can create a better life for yourself. So all of that, we charge four hundred dollars for the matching and the reading. But as I promised to Amy, I want to give back to her and say thank you for allowing us to talk about this ancient and uh, powerful wisdom to your tribe. Uh, whoever listens all the way to the end, we're happy to give you a hundred dollar discount towards your matching in the reading. All you need to do is you need to either say Amy Robbins or Dr. Amy uh, or Dr. A, you know, because I'm Dr. Q. Uh, you can mention the the podcast because there will be like a little section where it says, "How did you hear about us?" Well, Dr. Q, thank you so much you. for your time today. We covered a lot. It was great. You answered all my questions that I didn't even have to ask. So it was like you were reading my mind. Um, And for anybody who wants, you know, has questions, everything will be listed in my show notes on my website. So you, they will be able to find you through that as well. So thank you and stay tuned everybody for my reading. Maybe we'll talk puja, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, the whole nine years. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Q, very much for your time on a weekend. We recorded this on a weekend. So, and it's the evening. So go enjoy yourself. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I recorded the episode for the Indian palm leaf in March. That was when I originally spoke with Dr. Q. And then I had my reading about a month ago actually in August. I don't know when this is going to air, but in August. And I just want to walk you all through my experience of the reading. Um, So I had the first hour and a half, I had to get up very early in the morning. The first hour and a half was them finding my specific leaf. And what they did was they asked me a series of yes or no questions, kind of determining whether or not this this was the leaf for me. Um, it was an interesting process. Uh, I am not honestly totally sure about it. Um, I'm, I think that it was, um, certainly fascinating how they got there. It was a series of questions like, does your name, does your mom's name begin with any of these five letters? And then it was like any of these three letters. And so they kept kind of going down that path. There were two Indian men who one spoke, um, in the native language and the other translated for him. So it was him speaking and seemingly reading off this, this palm leaf and the other one, um, translating everything that, that the man said in the native tongue. The day which you are born is 16 or 17 you are born when the date of birth? No. Before, before 16 you are born? Yes. You are born on the 11th or 12th in the state you are born when? Yes. 11th, you are born 11th? No. 12th? Yes. Um, And then we took a break when they found my leaf, which took them two bundles to get through, like one and a half bundles to get through. And then we moved to the reading portion. And honestly, for me personally, it has been, I think because I've done a lot of work on myself, I'm pretty aware of the person that I am, my uh, Achilles heels, where my growth edges are. Um, the PC term for where my weaknesses are and um, kind of what I struggle with and what I, you know, need to work on. And I think that 
for me personally, there was nothing in the reading that like blew my mind where I was, you know, like, oh my gosh, they absolutely figured out stuff about me that I didn't know about myself or that looked a different way. Um, A lot of it just sort of told me much of what I knew. Um, I think it's hard because there is a portion of the reading that digs into sort of future stuff around, you know, who might be getting sick, who might not be, what their experiences around that would be, what I can do to help them through that. So I think that some of this is time will tell. Um, I have a recording of the reading. I can go back and watch and see like, oh my gosh, yeah, they did say in my father's eighth decade that there might be some illness or in my brother, you know, in my 10 years for my brother, there might be some sort of job change or whatever it was. It was things along those lines. Um, With my kids, you know, there was, there was focus on that. So for me, um, would I say this was like the most mind blowing experience of my life? No. Are there some things in there that were certainly interesting? Yes. I have spoken with other people who have had this reading and their mind was completely blown and they felt like, um, this was like the coolest, most amazing experience they'd ever had in the realm of psychic mediumship or prediction of the future or whatever it might be. Um, The last part of this is these pujas, which I have to practice on certain times. So there's there's different uh, goddesses, I guess, that I am supposed to chant mantras to, gods and goddesses, pujas. Lord Guru Puja, the, the prayer Puja. And so like after a full moon, I'm supposed to do one. After every Tuesday of the month, I'm supposed to do one. And from that, I guess that will sort of solidify kind of what was told with to me in this reading. All of that to say, um, as I do with everything, do your research, use your judgment, you determine whether or not this is the right thing for you if this is what you're looking for. Uh, I think that Dr. Q and the Indian Palm Leaf Institute seem to do a wonderful job supporting and giving back to uh, people who would not necessarily have the financial means. And so this is a or it seem it appears that this is an opportunity for those who might not be able to to do their life's work to get that message out into the world in terms of what they're doing. But I would say that there were certainly times of skepticism with me. There were times of skepticism with me as I was going through this. So uh, again, as with anything, use your judgment. Be thoughtful about what you're spending your money on, what you're investing your money in, and what kinds of answers you're looking for, and whether or not this is going to give you those answers, help guide you, or can you look within. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.